So welcome everybody. Welcome to Squirrel Speak. This is episode six and this is Elisa and Jared. Where we contemplate the universe one nut at a time. And this uh, today's episode is the fourth agreement, which is um, always do your best. By And it's in the book from the four agreements, just like the previous three episodes, um, by Don Miguel Ruiz. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so... Yeah, we both um, really, really like, we've said this with all the other episodes as well, uh, we really like this agreement, you know, always do your best. But but we come from it from similar aspects, but it's, it's such a broad topic. And, you know, for a lot of us, when you say always do your best, that might elicit in my mind, it's, oh, it's it's working on a project and, and spending 70 hours a week at, at work and, you know, answering every single phone call, every single email, every single text. And that is not what he describes as always doing your best. It is also not, you know, maybe laying around and uh, not having a whole lot of, of energy and saying, well, I didn't make this happen. You know, I was, I just did my best. So there's, there's a lot of room in between that and we'll talk about it, but you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's really different, uh, especially if you're a very driven person. Yeah. Yeah. He really, I, I, so I like this agreement for a couple of reasons. One, it ties in the other three like mm-hmm. really well. Yep. And then like kind of what you were pointing at there, um, your best is going to be this spectrum Mm -hmm. um, where you're going to have days where it's lower and then days where it's a lot higher. And so part of doing your best is knowing that there's going to be very variability in your best Mm -hmm. and then bringing acceptance Mm -hmm. to that and realizing that that is the flow. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what flow looks like mm-hmm. is flowing with that variability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful agreement. And if you've read this book, especially towards the end of the chapter, he brings in some really strong pointers to some really beautiful, uh, states of being, which yeah. I think mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to, to point out again, that doing your best is different person to person it's it's different day to day hour to hour but the first key to that is understanding what is your best and i know for me you know doing your best is not giving 150 percent you know you have to define what is your reasonable hundred percent and then work within that and that really takes some some introspection as far as what is that good balance, right? It's obviously not, you know, if you get a new project, it's not 60, 70 hours a week. Um, because, you know, as Jared points out to me a lot, there's there's having a good outcome in either, you know, doing your best at 40 hours a week, 50 hours, you know, being with the flow versus pushing, 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 trying to micromanage something you, you can have the same outcome. And obviously one is a lot less stressful. Uh, so understanding what that looks like to you does take some work and it, and it is worth doing. 
Yeah, fully agree. Like we've all woken up in the morning and we feel like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. Your best that day could be 150% Mm -hmm. of what you did two weeks ago when you woke up sick, Mm -hmm. you know, or 250%. And so setting a consistent expectation of say that 250% Mm -hmm. will lead to burnout. Mm -hmm. It'll lead to discouragement. Mm -hmm. Your creativity and the output you get from high levels of effort will go down. Yes. And it's just really important to be honest with yourself and to have awareness, you know, from moment to moment, but also just generally when you wake Mm -hmm. up, how you feel and then flow with that level of energy that you have for Mm -hmm. the day. So many of us, I feel like don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Me included, uh, you know, because I think the expectations of the world are very consistent mm-hmm. day to day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to get stuck in doing that to yourself yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so understanding you at your best, and Jared pointed out, you know, having some awareness around what your day looks like, and we'll circle back around to that. But it's also stepping back from if you're you're a driven person you know high performer stepping back and saying okay i'm not really happy with where i'm at today in general you know i'm i feel like i'm putting too much forth too much effort you know how much of that are you putting on yourself you know how much of that has has been just something that you set up over time if you've been in your job a long time and you've always worked at this pace and you know, how much of that do you bring on yourself? And you say, oh, well, but my boss, you know, he's going to be mad if we don't have the project done, you know, at this day, you know, at this level, blah, blah, blah. But it, that's unrealistic. Uh, one, again, you're making assumptions about your boss. And even if he's he, she has proven that, that that's what they do time and time again, have you not contributed to that um, expectation from them? And so stepping back and and having a conversation with yourself, right? This is really where I need to be. This is really my my 100% in general. And then and then being able to talk to that that boss, that superior and saying, "Look, you know, we're going to be a little bit behind today because of this or you know, whatever the case may be. You know, there may be some some re-engineering of expectations around you. To, to get to your true hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and it, it applies from my perspective as well. It applies to when your best is maybe a hundred percent, but you're only, you're only putting out 20% mm-hmm. like that day where you're just like really lagging. I think a lot of times that assumption don't make assumptions mm-hmm. comes in there. Mm-hmm. You're not being, you're, you're holding yourself back from fear because you're like, if I do my best today, employee X is going to judge me mm-hmm. or they're not going to think it's good enough. Or what will they think if yeah, I do this? Good. And by not making assumptions mm-hmm. that everyone's going to think mm-hmm. what you're doing is terrible mm-hmm. and just putting your best forward, yeah. mm-hmm. setting all that stuff down, you know, you'll get to that 100%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if they make fun of you or give you a hard time about it if you did your best mm-hmm. the beauty of doing your best is you can you can you can rest in that and yes. get validation mm-hmm. from that and you don't need that external validation mm-hmm. from those people mm-hmm. in my opinion yes and we should also say that we've used a lot of examples in doing your best in 
you know, uh, the workplace in a thing, but it's also doing your best in not making assumptions and not falling prey to, you know, these other, you know, other agreements, Mm -hmm. right? That if I, if I do my best, maybe today I made, and again, don't, you don't have to count them, you know, oh, I made six assumptions today. No, just know that, oh, these assumptions cause me harm and I'm aware of that. And so I did my best today, and tomorrow I'll I'll do my best again. But maybe I learn something from that awareness, um, you know, that that I won't carry forward. Yeah, yeah. And by by knowing you did your best, you know, let's say you took something personally and you made an assumption, <laughs> whatever it may be, you know that it was outside of your ability to not do that Mm -hmm. if you know you did your best Mm -hmm. and so you can bring acceptance to the fact that that is Mm -hmm. something you did and that acceptance can heighten your awareness of it because you're not consumed with guilt and frustration and you know maybe even anger at Mm -hmm. the person that caused you to react that way or or anger at yourself Mm -hmm. and with that heightened awareness maybe the next time you're in the same situation that time you won't take it personally mm-hmm. or that time you won't um you know make an assumption mm-hmm. because you you've grown from mm-hmm. the last time that happened in a healthy way mm-hmm. um and expanded your capacity to deal with those situations right right <clears throat> and and allowed you you know a lot more inner peace around what that looks like right like again that my my best today is not going to be the same as my best tomorrow given any minute, any hour, you know, all of those circumstances, it really is that I'm, I've considered all of the things in front of me and I'm, I'm making the best decisions, best choices I can at that very moment. It's a very present moment when you say, Oh yeah. Um, awareness. Yeah. And he really highlights that moment to moment a lot in the chapter, which is like one of my favorite, Mm -hmm. Um, it's a state of being to be in the present moment. Um, there's another teacher, Eckhart Tolle. He's he's really into that too. Shout out to Eckhart. Uh, <laughs> we both love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he like highlights that because by being in the present moment, it really unlocks that best of your best ability mm-hmm. because the past can like really weigh you down mm-hmm. and it can bring in those fears. You know, it can bring in all the stuff that's like holding you back mm-hmm. from doing your best. And um, so that moment to moment awareness and being very present with what's happening can really tie in a lot of this doing mm-hmm. your best with, with all the other agreements. It, it, it's an enabler, mm-hmm. I, I think. Yeah. And it's important to be you know, very consistent with this. This is a practice just like everything else that we've talked about with the four agreements, right? Although doing your best is is different, right? It sounds familiar in our culture. It sounds very familiar. We always want to do our best, right? You know, whatever that looks like, do your best. But this is really defining what is my best, kind of on average. How can I m- maybe make it better when I say make it better not trying to be a better person in terms of doing your best maybe you're redefining it day after day or maybe it's a week after week or month after month because you've you've worked on not making assumptions you've worked on not taking things personally your your speech you know your impeccability of your speech is improved and so doing your best is more of a I guess a summary, if you will, of of how I've managed 
my day or my life or however you define that. Yeah. The the diligence thing, uh, what, what that brings up for me is you are approaching doing your best constantly. Mm-hmm. So you're... As your best changes, and some days that means laying in bed all day. Like if you're sick, you <laughs> yes. need to rest, you know, for example. But you're checking in with, you're mm. diligently checking Again. in with yourself and making sure that, you know what? Yep, this is my best mm-hmm. today. And you're not just setting that intention of doing your best down mm-hmm. and only bringing it up when it's convenient, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so I think that's where the diligence comes in doesn't necessarily mean diligently working on a project mm-hmm. even if you have you know the flu but it does mean diligently checking in mm-hmm. i think and ensuring that you're putting your best foot forward, forward. you know yeah. even if that means when you're trying to go in when you have the flu to stay home <laughs> to be not diligent at, <laughs> yes. at, a, at, a, at a particular project so that's what's kind of beautiful about it is by diligently checking in it you may find that you do need rest mm-hmm. and you do need to recharge so it's, it may sound like it's a lot of work, but it can actually help you take the workload off sometimes yes, when, yes. It, when it's needed. So, Yeah, and that, that circles back around to what we said in the beginning, and that is also trying to frame where you're at when you wake up. Uh, it's something that I do every day. And, you know, whether you you do some gratitude, you do some morning prayers, whatever that is, you know, before you get out of bed, you're, you're checking in mentally, you know, where am I at? When you get up and you get to be of a certain age, maybe there's, there's joints and things that aren't feeling so good and they work themselves out. But you're doing as you progress the first, you know, 15 minutes of that, that routine, you know, where am I at today? You know, is there something quick that I can do, maybe some deep breathing or something to help boost my energy? Or do I feel like I'm coming down with something? Or maybe this is my best personal day. I had this like three days ago. I had a wonderful night's sleep and I do have trouble sleeping from time to time. Wonderful night's sleep. I woke up and I just like, there could have been birds singing. There could have been, you know, all of these things, but I recognize that. Right, I recognize that this was a much different morning than the day before. And so it stands to reason that I'm gonna have a, a different day, right? I'm gonna have more productive day, maybe a more altruistic day, whatever the case may be, but it's gonna be different than when I wake up and my sinuses are you know, in a bad way or whatever the case may be. So I challenge you to you know, start a routine where you're, you're defining what you mentally and physically and spiritually feel like as you start your day. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you do have that cloud nine day when you wake up mm-hmm. in the morning, you know, by checking it, you may not want to check in because you just, you're doing great. <laughs> Everything's, I don't need to check in today. I got it. The, you know, I'm going to own the day mm-hmm. by checking in. I think you can kind of channel that energy. You can kind of draw some awareness to it mm-hmm. and bring some 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 planning energy, mm-hmm. if you will, or some channeling. Mm-hmm. You can funnel it into like a very effective mm-hmm. yeah. day. And then, you know, there's, you know, you went over the benefits of if, if you're feeling sick, like mm-hmm. you can check in with your body, see that that's mm-hmm. happening, and then know like, 
oh, I'm going to need to call out today, mm-hmm. rather than getting to work and your boss looking at you and say, you need to go, go home. home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you stressed yourself out mm-hmm. to get here, when you could have just, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. And then also at the end of the day, again, not as a, not as a checklist, you know, I am a huge list maker and there's nothing better than having a list and looking at it and going, oh my gosh, I had 15 things on here and now I'm only down to five. Um, what I mean is as you wind down your day, you know, appreciate what, what the day brought, you know, what, what you need to let go of, whether it's to a higher power or just out, you know, out of your mouth and it's done. But, you know, how did you end your day? And maybe that's where you find the things that I did my best and tomorrow maybe I don't make these assumptions or I yeah. don't, I don't bring these, these things that have a negative impact into my space my space yeah without that reflection at the end of the day you may miss your the things you were unaware of Mm -hmm. that happened during the day you're gonna run into them again Mm -hmm. if you if you if you know if by reflecting on them you can kind of transcend or become aware that you're doing a Mm -hmm. bad habit or you know taking something personally or making an assumption you know whatever the thing is but without awareness, you'll mm-hmm. never get past mm-hmm. it. You know, it's just going to keep hitting you. And so by taking that reflection time, you can even, you can increase the mm-hmm. number of things you're aware of mm-hmm. that you're doing mm-hmm. um, or refine something you were kind of already aware of, but didn't want to deal mm-hmm. with or didn't have time to deal with mm-hmm. in that moment. And it really is a practice because, mm-hmm. you know, if this is something that you're like you do one time, it's going to have benefits. Mm-hmm. But I think the real the power of reflection comes in from a consistent mm-hmm. doing it consistently. It doesn't mean every single evening, mm-hmm. you know, but just a consistency yes. over time. Yeah. And what we really didn't talk about is when we don't do our best. And, and I, I contemplated whether or not to throw that out into the podcast because I feel like, especially with women, um, no offense, Jared, but, no. but, but there's so much, we have so much negative self-talk and self-speech. And so to say that, oh, well, today I just didn't do my best, you know, and to dwell on that. I don't know how, um, how beneficial that is, but there's, but there's also means not to give yourself a pass, you know, so having, having a, a very judgmental mindset that I've had to work very, very hard on and not to say I've overcome it. It also means not to say that if, if I was super judgy today and I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I just did my best. Like that's, that's not, that's not necessarily a pass, right? It's not a pass to say that I really didn't do my best today. And so I'm just going to say I did my best. If that makes sense. Yeah. You're not using that as a mechanism to bypass bad behavior. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Very and I, important. And I think sometimes we get into that, that, or maybe even the language is, well, I just can't do any better. You know, um, this is just what it is. And some of that's true, right? Sometimes you have to sit with your, your, your judgments or your assumptions or the things that you, you inherently do all the time and it's important to take the negativity out of it but the that doesn't mean you give yourself a pass to continue in that behavior right that's the whole point is if you know you did your best and you still messed up like you said could be completely valid 
um, and you can you can you can you can rest in that. But here's where this reflection and awareness comes exactly. in: is now that you know mm-hmm. that that's that's something that you know you're attuned to doing. You know, taking a specific thing personally. Now you can transcend mm-hmm. it. Not day after day mm-hmm. make the same mistake over again by bringing the awareness and forgiveness that you messed up it enables you to not do the same mm-hmm. thing again it may not be immediate it may take a couple of mm-hmm. times you know but to use it as a bypass mm-hmm. tool isn't doing your best no I would say. no it's not yeah and so it just it, <clears throat> it's a matter of of, of self-speech and being honest with yourself you know again to jared's point if it's a pattern that keeps coming up over over again and you're like well i did my best oh, i did my best patterns are the things we're trying to work to redirect i won't even say correct but redirect and try to make into a more positive you know outcome yeah if if you are using it for a bypass then uh, I would say you that that doesn't isn't compatible with also being impeccable. Yes. And the other agreement uh, agreements, you're also you're not bringing awareness, which is in all of these agreements. Mm-hmm. You're not bringing awareness to what you're doing. You're using it as an excuse not to bring mm-hmm. awareness. But that's the opposite of what this agreement's about. Uh, yes. It's about fully acknowledging, mm-hmm. you know, being completely honest mm-hmm. with yourself. And not saying I did I messed up on this thing today, but it, since I was doing my best, boom, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then when it happens again tomorrow, I'll just do the same mm-hmm. thing. It's about it, it's all about transcending mm-hmm. these neuroses and things that lead to suffering yes. and pain on our end. So again, it's pro- it's it's going to happen. There's going to be you know, everyone judges themselves. Everyone you know has doubts and things like that and that's all okay but if you're consistent mm-hmm. i think that and you bring the agreements in truly to your best mm-hmm. i think it'll just naturally mm-hmm. they'll naturally start to dissolve and there's no there's no i i won't even say harm because there is some harm holding on to things that we shouldn't but you know if if there's something that is just problematic you know it just keeps coming up over and over again you know i have this feeling i have this assumption that I make about my boss over and over and over again and maybe at at this moment you can't put it down you just can't I can't seem to I can't seem to change it I can't seem to change this behavior acknowledging that it's there and acknowledging it's a problem and not giving it a pass but giving it maybe a pause Mm -hmm. right and moving on to something else maybe there's some some lower hanging fruit around the issue that oh well if I if I give the the person um you know an update more frequently you know not not trying to go beyond my hundred percent but maybe if i just you know kind of mitigate the 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 things that that they lay on me you know that that gives you some time right gives you some time to to work through what you need to but you're you've not forgotten it right you've not you've not just said, oh, well, I can't do anything about this, so I'm just going to continue this behavior, continue yeah. this thing that's causing me suffering. Um, it just means maybe you pause it. You know, it's it's in a place, and you set it to the side, and then you come back to it maybe when it's softened a little bit, or you're like, all right, I've got to do something with this. Yeah, you're not bypassing it. Right. And, you know, sometimes that means putting up a boundary. Mm-hmm. Like if your boss is 
micromanaging you in a way that's preventing you from mm -hmm. doing, you know, effective work, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a great example of where a boundary is needed. Yeah. And, you know, that boundary may may not be what your boss wants to hear, but honestly, if it's if you're doing your best and you're responding in a non-reactive way with a healthy boundary, you know, even if that boss got HR involved, I think mm -hmm. you'd come out on top, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, yeah, not bypassing the issue is extremely important mm -hmm. because it's just going to come right back mm -hmm. around. Anytime you bypass something, it's still there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but sometimes dealing with something is putting up a boundary, mm -hmm. you know. But it's not about it's, some boundaries can be bypass tools as well. So mm -hmm. just be careful. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> we, we you know, we we circle back around because there are easy examples to the the work life, and and we're talking about you know our interactions with our families as well, right? Our our wives, husbands, boyfriends, significant others, family. You know, all of this still applies to them as well because there's also expectations, which is ultimately that's what this comes down to, right? That's what we talked about in, in our pre-work when we were discussing this, is it, it comes down to expectations. And, you know, we have certain expectations on how we deal with our closest of the close family and friends. And so all of this work also applies to that. You know, different, no different uh, application. You know, you still have good boundaries for things you can't change. Um, again, maybe you just put, you know, something that always comes up with your sister, right? You know, every time I call her, I talk to her, she's going to say the thing and it's going to, you know, I'm going to make assumptions. <laughs> I'm going to take something personally, whatever it is. <clears throat> and so it, it's good to, you know, understand that and understand your role in it and then figure out, okay, the next time we have a conversation, we're going to have to have some, something has got to change because I'm not going to get off the phone again this time and feel the same way I did the last time I talked to, to this person. So it's just, you know, sitting with it, which I think is why the reflection is important, yeah. you know, to, to get off of it. If you, if you're running into all of these things, these interactions with people and you walk away feeling, I don't know, bad or less than or angry, all of the negative emotions, then I think it's worth wondering okay what what do i need what did i bring to it and what do i need to do to prevent this in the future yeah it's it's most likely that one mm -hmm. of the other four agreements mm -hmm. happened you took yeah. something personally you weren't impeccable with your word you, you might have made some assumptions <laughs> on how they felt and reflection is a great tool to ensure mm -hmm. those agreements are being met mm -hmm. on your end to the best of your ability mm -hmm. or you did your best and they weren't met, but now you're aware. Yes. And so now you can you can have more power next mm -hmm. time to be impeccable with your sister. Mm -hmm. Maybe you did say something reactionary, mm -hmm. um, but by reflecting on it, you can think, ah, my response at that time, that was the best I could do. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was a little reactionary, but now that I'm able to come to this, mm -hmm. I can think of a better response that would be more impeccable mm -hmm. to how I really mm -hmm. feel that's non-reactionary and can maybe heal this thing between mm -hmm. us, you know, or get us past it, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, reflection is a great tool. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, Jared? What would you conclude with uh, all of all of this stuff? Yeah, yeah. This, uh, the four agreements is a lot. Yeah, uh, it's it's very very important and it's it's very impactful. 
uh, as we've said a couple of times, if not many times through these podcasts, it's a real easy book. So we encourage yes. all of you to, you know, pick it up, um, listen to it, or look at the book. Like I said, it's it's a really short listen or read, so it's not a lot, um, but it is very impactful. Yeah, yeah. It's I would say the uh, some really helpful things is to set small goals with mm-hmm. this stuff. You know, I know conceptually hearing it in a podcast sometimes, like we want to just go and get a hundred percent of all four of these agreements and just go all in on everything, which is a you know it's a thing that you can you can set out to do, but just make sure you're going really easy on yourself mm-hmm. when you mess up. And I think small goals work really well because all these patterns that are ingrained mm-hmm. that are causing us to kind of misstep in some of these areas are going to still come up mm-hmm. just as strong as they <laughs> have been. And tools like awareness and reflection are going to help us get past those things. So I think like small goals and then like a support system. So community is mm-hmm. a big thing, you know, finding a group of people who can kind of support you when you maybe hit a roadblock because mm-hmm. you know we're gonna have these big we're gonna have these small things that we can transcend and these mm-hmm. patterns that we can fix but there's gonna be some deep big mm-hmm. ones and so having a support system other people who can kind of keep you encouraged um is can be very powerful mm-hmm. as well i think sometimes it's hard to find a, a community but i think i think looking for one you know, you, you, you will hopefully find something. Yes. And, and as we said many times through these, uh, podcasts, you know, the, the goal is, you know, to transcend the things in life that are, they're causing you suffering, you know, that are causing you to feel bad on a daily, hourly, maybe minute to minute basis. And, you know, find some contentment in life and, you know, I wouldn't even say happier, but be a more contented human being and, you know, not call suffering for yourself and certainly not for others. I think we're, we try to mitigate, you know, the harm we cause to our loved ones, you know, children, spouses, whatever. But we kind of internalize a lot of stuff, you know, because we think that's what we need to do. And really it always starts with us. So when we start to work on these little lessons, like Jared said, little goals, little small things, you'll start to see the dividends of, of the work. And I think that that's the real beauty in it is that you you become more aware, you become more present, and it's just, it, it leads to a much easier life. Yeah, and even if, you know, you may, let's say you get into a practice and and you practice this for a long time and maybe your life situation doesn't change much. I think one thing you will notice is the freedom that you experience on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. does dramatically change. Mm -hmm. You may still have the same job. You may still, you know, have the same issues that arise externally, Mm -hmm. but internally you're very free Mm -hmm. and and you flow with the things a lot better so freedom for me is like a big one of the big benefits Mm -hmm. of this Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's perfect all right well thank you all for um sitting with us for episode six you know this concludes our our podcast on the four agreements and so just stay tuned for for what we um pick up next and uh, have a wonderful uh rest of your evening I hope you guys have a wonderful one as well.